Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, in this week's sermon, I explored the theme of the underdog, how God always seems to be working in our world through unlikely people and unlikely heroes. I hope that you get something out of this message this week and that it encourages you during the season of Advent. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. Well, good morning. I have a question for you. What does Forrest Gump which happens to be my favorite movie, Charlie Brown, which happens to be my favorite cartoon character, and the Cincinnati Bengals, which, yes, happens, happens to be my favorite professional football team. What, what do those three things have in common? They're losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. last night there, there, was a young, there was a young man sitting here in the front row, and he said, he raised his hand high, and he said, the Bengals even lost to the Browns. I wouldn't say they're losers. I I would say that the thing that holds them together is that they're underdogs, right? They're all three underdogs. Think of Charlie Brown. Think of Charlie Brown. You know, he tries to kick the football all the time, and he just falls down because Lucy pulls it away. He can never win. Charlie Brown can never win. Forrest Gump. My favorite movie, Forrest, is this unlikely hero, right? You don't expect Forrest to be able to accomplish all the things he does, and yet he finds himself at the center of all these historical events. What a wonderful movie. The Cincinnati Bengals, certainly underdogs. They haven't won a playoff game since I was like four. They're underdogs. And if you think about it, if you think about your favorite movie or your favorite television show, I'm willing to bet that there would be this theme of the underdog present, right? It's what makes for good television. Every story needs some drama. It needs a conflict to overcome. Could you imagine if the movie Rudy, who knows the movie Rudy? Can you imagine the movie Rudy, how boring it would be if if Rudy got a full-ride scholarship to Notre Dame and it was the star player and, and that was the story? No. He's got to try out for the team. He's got to overcome odds. Can you imagine if Star Wars, if it was just easy for for Luke to overcome the evil empire? There's no movie there. We need a character that has to face challenges and odds to overcome or accomplish a goal. This This is central to the human story. This theme of the underdog. It's not just a theme that is present in good literature, television, or movies. This is a central theme to the biblical narrative. This theme of the underdog. The story of Scripture is filled with person after person that embodies the position of the underdog. Think about it for a moment. It it starts out, really, this theme emerges with Abram and Sarai, Abraham and Sarah. They're in the twilight years of their life when God gives them this audacious promise that through them, this elderly couple, 
they would have more descendants than there are stars in the sky and that God would bless the entire world through them. And so God, God comes and God speaks to Abraham and says, I need you to get up and leave your father's house and set off on a journey. And I won't tell you exactly where you need to go, but I will be your God and I will be with you every step of the way. They're unlikely heroes. And yet God chooses to use them. And then the story continues through Abraham's descendants, all of whom are underdogs. Think of Jacob and Esau, right? Two brothers. Esau is the strong one, the hunter, the gatherer, the one that the father might have even favored. And yet the promise continues through this broken brother, this conniving brother, this underdog figure, the weaker one, Jacob. And it's through Jacob that the story continues to unfold. And then we get to Joseph, right? A true underdog. His brothers throw him in a pit and leave him to die. And yet somehow through the story, Joseph ends up in Egypt, in prison, and yet somehow he becomes second in command to Pharaoh. And Joseph, the unlikely hero in the story helps to look over all of Pharaoh's land and he plans for the famine and he saves the people of Egypt from the grip of this devastating famine and he's able to help his own family and his own people get through it as well. And the story continues and the theme is present of the underdog with Moses, right? Moses is born in a time in Egypt when they were killing Israelite boys and so his mother floats him down the river in a basket and somehow this unlikely character is raised up in pharaoh's household only to later stand before pharaoh and demand that he would set his people free but it doesn't happen instantly for moses does it he doesn't come up to pharaoh and on the first try say hey pharaoh let my people go and pharaoh's like okay he's got to come back Again and again and again, and we get all of the plagues. Moses, this unlikely hero who's afraid to even speak to Pharaoh, is the one who demands that he would set his people free. An underdog. David is the shepherd boy who defeats Goliath and rises to be king among God's people. Naomi, Ruth, and Tamar, unlikely heroes with tremendous odds stacked against them, and yet somehow they become central figures in the biblical story. Brings us to today. Elizabeth and Zechariah, who give birth to a son named John, who will call out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. I want us to look here at our gospel for today, Luke chapter 3. In Luke chapter 3, we, we, we hear this litany of names to begin with. And at first glance, we might just skip over them and get to the part where it's quoting Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, the crooked shall become straight, the rough shall be made smooth. Beautiful, poetic words. But I think, I think that if we do that, we miss out on the significance of what Luke is trying to point out to us. It begins like this. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, 
When Pontius Pilate was governor of, governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. Whew, right? Seven names. Seven figures are named. The high priest, the ruler, Herod and his brothers. And now, what do these seven characters represent? Do they represent the underdog? No. Luke here is listing all of the figures that have power and authority of the day, right? He's listing the rulers, those who are given authority and position in society. These are the opposites of underdogs. It's as if if this were being written today, it would be a laundry list of, of global and world leaders, of governors, of people that sit in seats of high power. And then we get this bold and audacious and somewhat foolish claim. And the Word of God, the Word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, an underdog, a nobody. Who is John for the Word of God to come to him? Luke, among all the Gospel writers, is a historian. And Luke wants to be sure that, that we have the context for what's about to happen. In the 15th year of the reign of the emperor with Herod, with Pontius Pilate in control, that is when the word of God came to an underdog. Zechariah and Elizabeth were in their twilight years as well when God gave them the promise that they would give birth to John who would proclaim that the true embodiment of the underdog, the true embodiment of weakness was going to come in the world and flip the world upside down. Flip the world upside down. As we prepare in Advent in this season, I think it's an important reminder for us here in the second week that we fix our attention to how God is working and has always worked in the world. God chooses those who are weak, those who are ordinary, those who don't even think they have what it takes to point and proclaim God's reign in the world. All the way from Abraham through Jesus to us today. The Christmas story is a story of how God would come in the flesh and embody the spirit of the lowly, born in a manger in the backwoods of Galilee, cradled next to the beasts. God would come, and God would write a brand new story. Here in the beginning of Luke chapter 3 are named two people that would be at the center of John's death, Herod, and Jesus' death, Pilate. And yet we remember on the second week of Advent as we're gathered here today that we're not gathered here in the name of Caesar. We're not gathered here today in the name of Herod. We're not gathered here today in the name of Annas or Caiaphas or Philip. We're not gathered here today in the name of a ruler from long ago. History has forgotten their significance. We're gathered here today in the name of Jesus. 
the one who comes to speak truth to power, the one who comes to teach us to live and to love and what true life means, which is to pour out one's life for the sake of the world. We're gathered here today in the spirit of the underdog. And this is really good news for us because if you're anything like me, you might wonder at times, what could God do with my life? How might God use me? We take an inventory of our lives and sometimes we feel ill-equipped. We feel uncertain. And yet God always chooses. God always chooses to use those who feel weak so that God can display God's strength, God's power, and God's glory. So take heart, church. Because the word of God has come to Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. And our calling is the calling of John. Our calling is to point and to proclaim that the one is coming into the world who will turn the world upside down. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.